Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. Dom Knight here on Gadigal land in Sydney and Charles still coming to you from the nation's cultural capital, at least in early March. Yes, that's right. The the cultural capital for about four weeks and then everyone... Uh, it's just a ghost town. I don't think actually anyone actually lives in Adelaide. I think it's just they turn up for Fringe and the festival and then leave. Yeah, I think the name Adelaide traditionally means uh, mm. temporary accommodation for creatives. Because mm. um, no, I've been there other than in, in, in March and, no, it's terrible. But this time yeah, of no, year it's, it's amazing. Hor- horrible place. Uh, and I don't understand why our ratings in Adelaide keep going down. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Because we love Adelaide. I'm thinking yeah. of moving there, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of moving there for about four weeks each year. Um, yeah, no, idea. no, but can I just also just tell you about Adelaide, which is, you know how it, everywhere else in the world, uh, you know, people drink Coca-Cola or, or you know, lemonade or, or things like that? Yeah. In South Australia, and only in South Australia, the equivalent drink is chocolate milk. Really? Right? And so not only is, like, there's huge aisles of supermarkets that's just with chocolate milk, right? And there's all these different brands. But also, like, the biggest billboard campaign, you know, outdoor billboard campaign at the moment is launching a new brand of chocolate milk. Wow. And they all taste the same, but that, that is, like, chocolate milk is... And you've tried them. You fall into the chocolate milk hole. Well, when you're in Adelaide, you can't... You, you turn on the tap... And what comes out? Chocolate milk. Is that because in Adelaide it's still 997? I mean, I remember in our school, you know, move was all, you know, it'd have move and then they introduced oak and things hotted up. Yeah. I haven't seen a kid drinking uh, flavoured milk in many years. I don't think it even exists in New South Wales anymore. Yeah, and look, I don't think... Does it? They're, they're all local brands. There's no... As far as oh. I can tell, I don't think there's any oak milk or move or anything like that. What it's are the all, brands called? Oh, I, I don't know. There's like... This farmers community co-op. Oh, farmers co-op. It's all South Australian local cringe. You know, like cultural. Can you, you know. can you quickly can you quickly research uh, chocolate milk consumption in South Australia? And while we do, I'll mention what we're going to talk about in today's show. Australians drained their super accounts during the pandemic, and we'll take a guess whether or not it was the richest or poorest people who did that and thereby wiped out their future wealth. Charles, what have you found? Well, it, it, the funny thing is that the top result when you Google it is flavoured milk and coffee sales rise across South Australia. Oh, my God. South Australians drink an average of 20 litres per person of chocolate milk per year. That's double the national average. So you're right. So there's actually That's stats incredible. to back it up. And, wow! Oh, now now it's actually twenty one. Like, they just updated the statistics. Uh, oh, during the ago. pandemic, it's now. Actually, I would have it, drunk chocolate milk during the pandemic for the sort of reassuring hug of of milk fat and, and sugar. And what is it about chocolate milk in South Australia? There's a folk belief, Charles, that in in, in Adelaide, 
Uh, I think it's if you have your chocolate milk, the serial killer won't get you today. It's um, uh, yeah, because it you're immune. You put it, get put in acid, and the milk neutralizes the it's acid. It's basic science. Yes, you, if you found farmers it, if you union, get a, farmers, farmers union, union iced coffee is the is the key. And Charles, milk. in the rest of the country, neither of those things are worth it. Like the rest of the country despises a unions and b farmers, whereas in Adelaide, <laughs> the two right. things come together to pr- to produce something genuinely popular. Maybe that's what the union movement needs elsewhere: is to be slinging chocolate milk. There's even a whole Wikipedia page devoted wow. to the ads of Farmers Union. Ice Presumably, chocolate. it's owned by milk. like um, it's. Wow. Nestle or something. It's no longer actually yeah, owned right. by farmers. It it's just owned by some, you know, GM slinging chocolate baron. Yeah. Mondelez yeah, or something. No, I think, no, it's currently owned by Bega. So it's Australian. Oh, and they, they bought up Vegemite. Well, Bega's probably owned by. Who owns Bega? you gotta, you got to follow the money, Charles. Is Bega owned by the, the kind yes. of farmer's co-op in Bega? Or is it? No, no, um, it used to be. Now it's it's owned by like Xinhua Chemical Bigger or something. Cheese. Well, no, they all got bought up by Kieran a few years ago. Which is, oh, this Kieran. is not a podcast episode, yeah. But but then I think Kieran sold them all because they went, "What the fuck are we doing?" I oh, know. Be- okay, so Big is a listed. Co- this is just us rambling randomly. But no, I I do want to know yeah. this because it matters who owns this stuff. It's a listed company, and it's still. Technically, Australian owns it. But good. wait a minute, Dom. If you start worrying about who owns the things you buy, you wouldn't buy anything. They're all evil. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Big is probably just like a normal, small listed company and everything like that. But they probably, you know, like oh, for sure. Their also, Charles, they own, according to Wikipedia, they own <laughs> yeah. Dare Iced Coffee and Farmers Union. And dairy farmers, ah, they own all of it. Ah, right. So it's all. It's a it's a it's chocolate a, milk milk monopolist. They're the Amazon of chocolate milk. But also, they're, they're like they're acquisitive. They just sort of buy everything out. And Farmers Union clearly no longer farmers in a union. So thank God for that. I thought briefly the union movement had a future. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the news <laughs> for today. After this. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You can subscribe and avoid those ads. Someone signed up to the ridiculously overpriced option, the $20 a month option. Oh, wow. I wonder. And they had to go to ACAS Plus to do it. Chaser.com.au slash podcast, or you can subscribe in Apple Podcasts. It's normally $4 a month. We're getting the price put down on Acast. It's a bit of a taking a while. But someone paid 20 bucks to get the episodes in advance, like yes. by a couple of hours. That's, I hope they're that's great. happy. Well, it's what everyone, it's all the, what all the good looking people are doing nowadays. So That's what I hear. If you're good looking, probably go for the ridiculously overpriced Yes, because you get gold coins in the background if you do. Uh, it's, it's very attractive. The absurdly overpriced option is what it's called. Look for that. $20 a month. We'll spend it if you want to give it to us. Speaking of spending money uh, in a ridiculous way, Charles, the stats are out. 2.6 million Australians apparently mm. rushed to drain their super accounts under the uh, the early release package owned by uh, d- during the Morrison government. Now, do you remember how there were all those dire warnings from economists that it was a terrible idea because people would, you know, gamble away their future wealth? Well, literally... The stats showed yes. that super accounts got drained 
to the tune of $38 billion, and the money was mm. used for gambling. Oh. Spending was up by $300 oh. per head amongst those who got their super out early. Oh, that... Oh, man. Oh, man. That is... That. There's nothing funny about that. No, it's absolutely bleak. And apparently um, <sighs> users of the scheme... So the, literally, the, super. The, the policy was just targeting problem gamblers and giving them access no, to helping, funds to waste. Helping them. That's what it was all about. Help. I was helping them dip into their super, which was supposed oh. to be locked away for well, retirement and gain compound. So yes. you've got to remember, every $100 you access during that period is worth, mm. I don't know, many hundreds or even thousands of dollars due to compound interest if you waited 40 years. And look, the, the thing is, Dom, that it's actually quite a shrewd move by the gamblers because on the off chance that they one day win $3 million in cash and oh. then put it into their super, it would have been taxed under labour mm. an extra 15%. So it's actually saving them money That's true. to take it out now and fritter it all away on gambling lest their super get too large and then they get a little bit of extra tax on and it. And Charles, looking at the details here, I'm a bit surprised <laughs> that this happened because there were safety rails. The Morrison government put in safety rails. In oh, order yeah. to access your super, in order yeah. to access your super, you had to A, be eligible to receive JobKeeper or have been made redundant or have your work hours cut by at least 20% or be a sole trader whose business had either closed or suffered a 20% fall in turnover. So within those guardrails, everybody... <laughs> yeah. Everybody was there. Everybody. But of course, the only people who did yeah. this were people who I mean, even, needed the money. Even fucking Harvey Norman came within those cards. That's rides. true. Jerry Harvey <laughs> could have did it. Was, maybe he's the guy that has $500 million of super. But no, it's true. It's extraordinarily bad. Um, just the poorest people as ever absolutely copped it. Um, but on the bright side... Gambling barons had a wonderful because gambling barons, no one was gambling on yes. the pokies. No one thinks of the, the gambling pub. barons, do they? Yeah. When they're when they're complaining about these policies, apparently the the number yeah. one group to hit access their super were bulldozer drivers, then factory yes. process workers. Oh. The least likely to use them were uh, were teachers because yes, they had steady employment and they were too busy day drinking while they teached everyone on Zoom. Yeah, actually, they they went through a lot. <laughs> That's true. And the most bizarre thing, Charles, and this is the most tragic thing, is uh, the stats here on the, how the spending habits of people who withdrew super changed. The number one thing people spent money on was eight, uh, ATM withdrawals. And this is the time when you couldn't leave the house. People were going to the ATM and just getting cash. What? what they spent money on ATM? What? I don't understand. What do you mean? Yeah. Average people, the average increase yeah. amongst people who accessed their super was a thousand bucks. For ATM withdrawals. Oh, in cash. Yeah. So they got it out as cash. And then oh, somehow there's a separate stat God. saying that uh, the average was, was, yeah, $300 of people who did it. So it's pretty fucking depressing. It's it's sad enough to make me want to access my own super. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I don't have very much because I'm a self trainer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, man. it's almost as though we should listen to The Economist and Boffin sometimes yeah. when they warn us about things like this. I presume, I mean, the way it was sold, you know, by the federal politicians at the time was no 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 like tim wilson and everyone said no 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 this is good because it'll allow people to sort of get money out and and use it to sort of pay their mortgage and stuff like it'll go on their home yeah right but i presume that all that money is good money after bad anyway because that that's the thing that drove up all the 
prices, wasn't it? If, if yes, it was. It was a huge yeah. um, infusion. Yeah, and now, now everyone's effect. underwater. They basically gambled away on the on the. Well, certainly helped gambling barons pay their mortgages. I'm sure in the unlikely event they had any. I mean, Josh <laughs> Frydenberg said, "Look, yeah. it's the people's money." They should be able to access it, thereby completely undermining the very concept mm. of superannuation. Because I presume, which is to force people to save. As a result of this policy, what it means that is that in what thirty years' time, when all those people don't have any super, they'll end up on pensions. Well, I suppose you know what we need to do. We need to expand the number of pokies in order to pay for the pensions that we're going to have true. to pay. Yes, pokies as pensions because they're already played by pensioners. Why not complete the yes. circle and get the pensions paid straight into the pokies? Charles, I mean, that, I was going to say you're naive because there's no way that we're going to have a welfare state in 30 years. It will have already crumbled under the weight of the baby boomers. But if no, you could yeah. invest a, a a scheme whereby the government invests directly mm. in pokies, that's the kind of thing that an Australian yeah. government might get behind. I've actually just worked out how to fund the submarine you know, the $368 billion for the eight submarines? Yeah. What we do is we take it out of super. What an excellent idea. It, and it's sort of little from itself. Like I mean, super's there for, just, for peace of mind, yeah, Charles. It's just, but how yeah, can you have peace of mind without mind. eight submarines cruising around yes, defending us? much better. And then, you know, like, sure, we won't be able to eat or house ourselves, mm. but... Paul Keating uh, had an amazing rant. If you haven't read the full text of Paul Keating's rant, by the way, it's well worth the read. The the oh, sheer yeah. bile in that man is is just an, an amazing thing to behold. But, but his point was that basically this is a massive transfer of cash from the Australian taxpayer to defence manufacturers in the US and the UK. And mm. all that we need to do is just make link that into pensions and pokies. So that way it won't affect consolidated revenue. Just get pensioners to pay it directly, take it out of super accounts, take it out of pension mm. payments, straight, to cut out the middleman. Just go straight from the pension to the sub, you know. You don't get your pension this mm. this year, but you do get a yes. submarine. Maybe you can send them a photo of the submarine. Won't it be embarrassing to put on the if wall? China turns out to not be a threat at all? Like, that will be very embarrassing. That would be if, embarrassing. You know, in 20 yes, years' time. If, if they... China goes, oh, we're just going to be a democracy now. Well, but also if they just go, you know what, we've got 1.4 billion people or whatever it is, or 1.7, yeah. we don't actually need, we're not actually expansionist here. We're just worried you're going to come yeah. in and try and impose democracy on us. Uh, but the other embarrassing thing would be, Charles, um, mm. we've given China, let's say that they're hostile. I don't know that they are, but let's say that they are. We've given mm. them, what, 20 years warning that our strategy <laughs> is going to be submarine-based. That gives them 20 years to develop long-range drones that makes submarines utterly pointless. Like, do you think they'll work out that but maybe on, any hang on, hang strategy on, hang should on, not hang involve on, Dom. going under the sea? No, Dom, they don't need 20 years. They exist now, those drones. They do. Like, they, they, they keep using them in Ukraine, the, the ones that Iran makes. And China and Iran just signed a deal, like, literally about two days ago, in, including Saudi Arabia. It's a very bizarre uh, pact that they signed. So they could just buy the drones from Iran in 20 years' time and we wouldn't need our... Sub- Fuck, why... Like, what happened? Why do we... Did did Albo just get a little bit sort of starstruck when he went over to the US? Because well, you saw Joe Biden gave him... Um, uh, Ray-Bans. Gave him, the, gave him a pair of Ray-Bans. That's what we got for $368 billion. Yes. A pair of Ray-Bans.
None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. So we've just we've gone back to sucking up to the UK and the US in the hope yes. that somehow, if we get invaded, they'll step up and defend yeah. Australia. I mean, well, I remember. Why would they? Why would they bother? Well, I, I'm pretty sure. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you. Last war, I mean, the last world war, you know, um, World War Two. The British mm. were trying to convince Menzies at the beginning of the war to just concede everything north of Brisbane. Remember that the Brisbane line? Oh yes. Although to be fair, and, and Menzies, what would Menzies we have lost if he'd done that? Because what happened was this is honestly true. This is, this is not true. You can look it up. It's called the Brisbane line. Yeah, no, I have heard so this. Yeah. The whole the whole idea is, um, look, our Come on, uh, Robert Menzies, who was Prime Minister at the time. This was the first time he was Prime Minister. They mm. said, look, we need a whole lot of people fighting over in France. We need all your Australian troops over in France. Why don't you just concede everything north of Brisbane and come at there? And then Menzies was sort of going, okay, yeah, that sounds fair. And that's when they went, okay, Menzies, you're not going to be a wartime Prime Minister. <laughs> and and they decided they actually put in a Labour guy. Like, they didn't have an election. They just went, okay, let's just change government and not concede everything well, north of prison. The hilarious thing about that, we set the troops anyway. On the one hand, that's very nice that they didn't. But if you think about it, everything north of. Queen, of Brisbane is a bit of a shithole anyway. So maybe. I mean, they could have drawn the line further south, mm. couldn't they? But then it was. They a, could have drawn it at the Tweed. But then it was later on, Douglas MacArthur was the American commander uh, of the Pacific, and he actually, he was the general actually, um, and it was his idea that actually Australia should defend itself. So, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. But also, I, I mean... But no, but uh, I suppose the point is, why the fuck do we look to America and Britain to defend ourselves in the Pacific? Well, this is Paul Keating's point. But, yeah. but Charles, also, if you imagine if they'd done that, let's just say that the British military strategists had been given their way and we conceded everything north of Darwin. How the fuck yes. would you defend a border as big as, you know, the width of Australia <laughs> against the army that's... <laughs> what did it say? No wonder they lost Gallipoli. We should never have listened to those idiots. But wait a minute. So, because it would have been the Japanese, because they were the ones who were sort of in Darwin and... Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, it would have been So the Japanese, the Japanese I mean... There aren't enough Japanese in the world to be able to hold that that line 
that 5,000 kilometer long <laughs> borderline. Like, what would happen? Like, why? And also, anyway, look, the whole thing is Australia is surrounded by a moat. Like, it doesn't matter if China wants Australia. They're not going to get it anyway. Like, well, if they, too, uh, if they want it, though, let's just say that mm, submarines well, aren't going to stop them. Yeah. And you know, there are drones. you know what you would do? You would just, what you would do, this is, if I was China and I wanted Australia's mineral resources for myself, what I would do is I would cut a sweetheart deal with Twiggy Forest right. back, you know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And then I'd get all the minerals anyway, and then I'd help him fund a campaign to make sure that there's no mining tax paid on it. Yeah. And so it'd be essentially like owning Australia, but without any of the admin. Well, that's the thing. You know, why they- bother? Why bother annexing Australia if you can already get all the natural resources? You want? Why else would they want us? They don't want the culture. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't, don't want, want access to Adelaide. <laughs> they don't want access to the Adelaide Fringe every year. Like, but Charles, if it comes oh. to that. I've got a new defence uh, doctrine for Australia. Oh yeah, it's called it's called the Sydney Line. You basically draw a circle around Sydney, and you know what? Yes. Fuck the rest of it. No, well, hang on, hang on. What about Melbourne? I don't want to concede Melbourne. Yeah, but if we had to, I mean, it would yeah. be sad. Yeah. And you yeah. give people from Melbourne but, time to move up here. Oh, imagine how they'd hate that. No, and we could and we could visit. We could still go to Melbourne. Oh, it'd just be it'd occupied. Be all, by it'd be like a country. Shanghai. I bet you Melbourne would become like Shanghai, wouldn't it? It'd be really trendy. Very cool. cosmopolitan. Oh, Shanghai's yeah. fantastic. Actually. And who would Maybe the... we should concede Sydney. So if it's China, though, there'll be you know some sort of horrible part where it's all slave labour. Like the well, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to be critical of China. I mean, we, we certainly of our new overlords. No. But who would who would end up being the Uyghurs of of Australia? Who would be? I, I look. I oh, this is not a nice way to from think. South Australia. But there's always Tasmania. Oh, Tasmania. Yeah, okay, yeah. Although we we want Mona, don't we? That's true. We can't concede Mona. Couldn't you just I cut, reckon, cut Mona off and yeah. lift it by drawing up to the mainland? Why don't we... Look, Chinese probably don't know much about Australia. Why don't we just sort of cut a deal that sounds good but actually is shit? Like, we just say to them, okay, you can have everything that's like 200 kilometres inland. Right. <laughs> And we do. We'll, have we'll Alice. take the outside. You take the inside. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking huge. You can have it for like a dollar per hectare. Actually, you know, we'll what? make a fucking squillion. We could repay all our super. We could buy all those subs. Oh my goodness! Which we'd you... need because we'd basically be only. Cursed. This is a good idea, Charles. But there's also another model out there. If we're if we're thinking about this, the best way to deal with an aggressive China. Not that I think China's going to invade. I I don't read the Sydney Morning Herald that closely. Um, all you need to do is find an island offshore. That do what Chiang, Kai, Chiang Kai-shek did. Just you find. We yes. all move to Tasmania. We make it the new yes. Taiwan, and we concede the yes. mainland to the Red Army. We call it, it's worked before, Charles. We call it the Republic of Australia. Yes, and it's and then Australia becomes the People's Republic of Australia. That's right, a puppet state, and we all yes. just, just set up a nice little utopia. Yes. On Tasmania. Yes. I love it. And actually, Melbourne, in that analogy, Melbourne could be the sort of Hong Kong. Melbourne or the Shanghai, yes. Of, yeah. It could be a special okay. administrative region. And what's Macau? Macau, Barangaroo would be Macau. Or New Zealand could be Macau. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The analogy falls over at some point. Um, but <laughs> yeah. look, Charles, at least we have a plan. And you know what? It's probably more yes. practical than the submarine plan. At least it doesn't cost $368 billion. So well done to us. Okay. Well, that's good. You'll have to leave Adelaide soon, though. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna leave. Um I think I've I've drunk my twenty litres of chocolate milk per year and uh I'll be heading back to Sydney next week. Our gear is from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Podcast Network. See you on Monday.